Today, we're going to be talking about why self-employed people are so bad about retirement planning. Welcome to the podcast where entrepreneurs go to learn about alternative retirement investing strategies and structures and all things related to planning a successful, prosperous retirement. If you're self-employed, if you're a gig worker or solopreneur, you've come to the right place to learn how to retire wealthier, retire sooner, and retire happier. This is the Rogue Retirement Lounge. Why are self-employed people so bad about retirement planning? Well, I've talked to tons of self-employed people in the last 15 years, and it's pretty near universal that we aren't so great at planning for our retirements. And I've come up with four main reasons why we're so bad, and today we're going to talk about those four reasons. So let's get right to it. Reason number one, uh, I talk to a lot of people who think that their business is going to be their retirement. Basically, they think that either it's going to be on autopilot when the time comes that they want to slow down and settle down into retirement, or they're going to be able to sell it and take the proceeds and that's going to be their uh, retirement plan. Unfortunately, if you look at the uh, Bureau of uh, Labor Statistics, about a third of businesses are going to fail uh, within two years, and then half are gone in five. Uh, and that rate is uh, about the same whether you started in 95 or the year 2000, 2005, or 2010. So that's a pretty bad uh, omen for those of us who have started a business. And at 10 years the survival rate is down to about 40%. And then at 15 years, you're down to 35% of businesses still existing. And so I, I don't like those odds. And that tells me that you really need to be spending time working on your retirement. And obviously, if you're like a solopreneur, if you're an influencer, if you're a blogger or what have you, I would contend that your odds are even lower. So it's even more of an imperative that you get out there and get yourself educated on how to invest for your retirement. Now, this is probably a bad example, but look at Brendan Burchard. Okay. So that dude makes shit tons of money. Okay. He is a success machine. And you've probably uh, heard of his program that he used to do called Experts Academy. Well, if you look for Experts Academy now, it is basically non-existent. That hasn't been around since 2016, which means that it started to most likely see diminishing returns and Brendan pivoted and he moved on to something else. And now I'm sure that he's still generating tons of cash, insane amounts with his current programs, but... He's going to keep reinventing himself and creating new businesses and programs probably every five or so years. And so that's something that we as entrepreneurs need to consider is that, again, the likelihood of our business being around for very long is not great. So um, my point with Brendan Bouchard is that even mega successful fuckers like that dude have to reinvent themselves. So what's your plan? Are you going to go out there and keep starting new businesses or keep reinventing your businesses or is your business going to last uh, or are you going to start new ventures every five years? You got to take a look at those factors. And my point here is with that group of people, with those people who believe that their current business is going to be the one that's going to usher them into a safe retirement, I would think again and be working on your plan B, which would be your retirement investing. 
group number two of people that I talk to, uh, and this one I hate, but I've talked to so many people when I ask them what their plans for retirement are, these self-employed people, they say, oh, they, I love what I do, so I don't really need to retire. I'm going to keep working into my 70s. Uh, and so basically these people aren't worried about saving and planning for retirement simply because they think that they are going to be able to do it well into their 70s. And then they think, okay, well, by the time they're 70 or so, they're going to have enough saved and they'll be able to be on social security and whatnot. I know a guy who has a solo business and he's in this boat. He likes what he's doing. And he says that he's planning to basically do it forever until well into his 70s. And I used to ride his ass about saving for retirement. And a couple of years ago, he told me that his accountant set up an auto withdrawal plan. So he's now saving a couple of hundred bucks a month, and which clearly is not enough unless he's going to retire 40 years from now. Even, even then, it's not going to be enough. But that money is going into a savings account. So the guy, not only is he not saving enough... But it's sitting there in a non-interest-bearing account. So it's not growing. It's losing value with inflation. So anyway, I understand about loving what you do. But let's just say that you started kicking ass on your retirement investing and planning so that you had enough socked away and you could quit working at 62. Even if you love your work, would you still work? And if so, how much more fun and how much better would it feel to know that your work was optional? So ask yourself that. If you really do love what you're doing, wouldn't you love it more if you had managed to save so that, say, at age 62, you could retire? I would believe that it's got to be a lot more fun to work when you don't have to. So for those people who uh, say that they love what they're doing and uh, don't plan to retire until they get very old, that's... I, I appreciate that, but I still say you need to be planning for your retirement and you need to be investing now. And that way it can become optional. I think one of the biggest reasons why some self-employed people don't save adequately for retirement is because the variable nature of their income causes them not to make the automatic contributions. I hear this from people where basically some months you make a lot, you know, the, the whole feast or famine nature of a lot of our work, like for instance, mine, my video consulting business, uh, it's totally feast or famine. Some months I'll do great and some months I won't. And I asked a buddy who quit his corporate job about 15 years ago and he had a 401k at his job. But since he started his own business, he hasn't saved for retirement because he never felt like he could set up automatic contributions. So a year ago, I was having happy hour with him and asked him about the plan. And he happened to be in both this group and the I like what I do, so I'll work till I'm in my 70s group. And he was so dodgy when I tried to broach this topic. I finally asked why he didn't want to talk about it. And he said, because it's boring. And he immediately changed the subject. Fuck that guy. So I've probably alienated more than a couple people because I like to talk about this stuff. And for me, this is fascinating happy hour conversation. Um, I'm, you know, I'm totally obsessed with this stuff. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. So many of my self-employed friends are either in denial about retirement planning or they're just plain dumb shits when it comes to investing. So I'm hoping this podcast will lead me to uh, get to know some like-minded people. Anyway, the variable nature of our uh, a lot of our incomes is a big deterrent from getting into um, retirement planning. When we have normal jobs and that day one, the HR lady comes into your office with the employee handbook and they set you up on the 401k and you, oh, wow, I put in 6% and I get 3% match. 
That's great. We don't have that as self-employed people. So I can totally relate to this uh, problem with the variable income uh, because it, in my business, uh, some months there's uh, 20K in my bank account and other months there's 20. But I still hate the excuse because you can work around this issue uh, with a little discipline. David Bach's pay yourself first concept is one way. I mean, you might not be able to do it automatically, but if you if you don't know David Bach, he's the author of Automatic Millionaire. It's it's an interesting book, and he came up with that term, the latte factor. So, and I'd, I'd recommend reading the book because it's it's good talking about thrift and savings and stuff like that. But um, for me, you know, my accountant would lecture me every year about putting money away. You know, when tax time would come, I live in the state of Oregon, so you know, I'd be paying what twenty eight, twenty nine percent plus state uh, tax of about nine percent. So. Uh, my accountant would come back to me and say like, hey, listen, you're going to owe X amount. So why don't you put five grand into your IRA and that'll save you almost two grand. So that was what kind of kicked me into high gear was knowing that, oh shit, if I save five grand towards my retirement, that's two grand less that I'm going to have to give to the government. Great deal. Okay. All good. So don't use that fact that you can't do automatic contributions as an excuse. Go to E-Trade now, open an IRA. You can still contribute for 2020. As I record this, it's January 2021. And you can save yourself some taxes on April 15th. Contribution limits are currently $6,000 or seven grand if you're 50 or over. And yes, there are other types of IRAs for us self-employed people. And I'm going to go way deep on your options on those in future episodes. But for now, just go set up a traditional IRA and get started. It's super easy on E-Trade or wherever you want to do it. Charles Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity takes five minutes. And if you don't want to think about buying individual stocks, uh, just put your money into VT Sachs, v, the ticker symbol VTSAX, and that's a S&P total market index fund. And uh, you can read about that in The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins, which I uh, I think is an awesome book. It's not what I the way that I would recommend saving, but it's a great book about how little work it has to take to accumulate money. And his whole premise is based on just put money into the VT Sachs mutual fund and that it provides diversification. It provides great returns. And the S&P has returned uh, since like 1926 an average about 10 or 11%. So that's a great way to go. But this podcast is all about crushing that number, that 10% or 11% number. But for now, just get started. So number four, the fourth thing that I hear from self-employed people as far as why they do not save or why they're not adequately saving for retirement is because when you're starting a business, nobody tells you about retirement planning. Nobody tells you how to do it. And it's, it's very common that people, you know, once they get into entrepreneurship, it's like, yeah, I'm into it. I read books about it. You know, I'll, I'll go to seminars, I'll listen to podcasts about it, but nobody talks about the retirement aspect. Since I started my business, which was 15 years ago, I've read tons of books about entrepreneurship. I've gone to seminars like uh, Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard, but nobody, nobody covers retirement planning. So that is uh, one of the big reasons why a lot of us don't get started. And so for you, 
if you're in that camp where nobody told you what to do and you're not sure what to do, well, you've taken a great first step because this podcast is all about how to improve your planning and improve your returns if you're a self-employed person. So we're going to teach you how to get your shit together. Real quick recap, the four reasons why entrepreneurs don't seem to be good at adequately preparing for their retirement is one, they think their business is going to be their retirement. Either it's going to be on autopilot generating income or they're going to sell it for enough to retire on later. Uh, Number two, they say that they love what they do and they don't plan on retiring until they're very old. So they're not really worried about saving and planning for retirement. Number three, uh, the variable nature of self-employment income causes them not to make automatic contributions and therefore not make contributions. Uh, And then number four is that nobody teaches you about retirement planning when you start a business. So those are the four main categories of people that I talk to. And, you know, another thing about entrepreneurs is that we have a high risk tolerance. The fact that we don't have a normal job, and in most cases, we quit a normal job to become entrepreneurs, that shows that we've got a high risk tolerance. And that makes us great entrepreneurs because you have to be able to take risks. But it also makes us poor long-term planners because we may have the feeling that, okay, shit's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. So that's uh, yet another reason why we can be so bad at retirement planning. If you're in any of those groups, do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And we're going to cover tons of great stuff relating to retirement. We're going to talk about alternatives, to the standard 60-40 portfolio. We're going to talk about IRAs from your traditional IRA, which we just talked about, through things like SEPs and SIMPLES, and then more advanced things like self-directed IRAs. We're going to talk about how to buy real estate. And a quick note is that I do love real estate, but this is not a real estate podcast. We're not going to have aspirational stories of broke school teachers who go from zero to 400 doors in six months. Uh, if you want stories like that, listen to the Bigger Pockets podcast, which I also love. We're also going to talk about tax minimization strategies, asset protection, um, and overall mechanics of growing your money. We're also going to talk about macroeconomics, but not the super heady, super advanced stuff. If you want uh, that kind of really advanced mi- macro info, send me uh, an email at matt at rogueretirementlounge.com, and I'll send you a few podcasts that I'm addicted to that uh, go way, way deep into the weeds on the macroeconomic stuff. Okay, on the next episode, we're going to focus on some investing basics because you got to know the rules before you can break them. And finally, if you would do me the hugest favor in the world, I'd appreciate it more than I can say. I just started this podcast, so if you'd be willing to subscribe, that would be awesome. And if you'd give me a good review, I would be ecstatic. Thanks tons, and uh, we'll be back at you next week. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.